Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Let's recap last night's Game 6 of the NBA Finals and talk a little Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys football. There you go. You're a little tired from oh, that man. run upstairs, I understand. With uh, Kevin Ray right now here on BetMGM Tonight. He's the TV voice of the Suns, Compass National Radio voice of the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you give, thank you for giving us some time, Kevin. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, guys. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for the invite. No, thank you for jumping on. I apologize that I'm out of breath. Uh, let's start with the NBA Finals. Uh, the Suns go up 2-0 in that series. Everybody was writing off the Bucks. Everybody was penciling in Chris Paul to be Finals MVP. Um, in your opinion, what went wrong in that series after Game Two? Yeah, well, and that's you know that that's the problem with uh, with, with way too many folks. The, yeah. the they become prisoners of the moment. Uh, they forget that it's the first team to four, not the first team to two. And and I mean, I even had you know friends and colleagues who were texting me and DMing me saying, you know, get fitted for that ring. And I was like, man, you got to pump the brakes. <laughs> you got to pump the brakes. because That's a good team on the other side. And, you know, I, I just think what it was is you, you ran into, I mean, just an absolute beast in Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, and what, what I really marvel at is the fact that, you think back to, to the morning of game one, he was listed as doubtful. Yeah. I mean, there were people, you know, days, just days before the series started thinking he's either not going to play or it might be game four or game five if he comes back. And then as the afternoon of game one rolls around, he gets listed as questionable. And then he starts and plays a pretty reasonably well game for a guy who looked like his knee had been, you know, completely contorted. Um, and I think just, you know, a combination of things, what happens during the course of a series, you know, teams make adjustments, coaches make adjustments. Um, I think it was pretty clear that, that Chris Paul, uh, aggravated the, the injury that, that took place in that, uh, conference final series. He had the wrist injury and then had the, the tendon in the right hand, clearly not the same Chris Paul. Uh, but but taking nothing away from the the Bucks, I mean they they got the big shots, the big plays. They they scooped up all the loose balls, and you know it was a team that I thought come game five and six showed all the you know those scars from the past failures the last two years. They they put that to work for them, and and I thought our young guys who were experiencing you know big time high level playoff basketball for the first time kind of melted under the spotlight a little bit. Kevin, uh, I've seen, uh, first of all, the interviews given or asked to Chris Paul after last night's game. So far in his career, he's gotten to the mountaintop, and now he seemingly, you know, couldn't get over, not seemingly, he couldn't get over the hump. Do you, What do you think his future is in Phoenix? I know prior to uh, this event happening, when, he, when they were up 2-0, when everything was going great, everyone just assumes – Chris Paul's coming back. He's going to run it back. He loves it, the the area. His it's a two hour flight home. His kids are right around the corner. But does this change what you think Chris Paul will do in terms of possibly returning uh, to Phoenix this offseason? I saw a report that the Lakers and LeBron James, his buddy, are trying to recruit him or Russell Westbrook to come play in L.A. 
Yeah, well, and, you know, th- those make great storylines. And, you know, Le- LeBron likes to recruit everybody, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. If you're, you know, one of the top 15 players. But the reality is, you know, Chris Paul's a very smart man. If he were to go to the Lakers, he would have to take a veteran exception, which is, oh, I don't know, around $5.9 million. So I'm not a I'm not a math professor, but if I take five point nine and leave forty four on the table, I'm not a very smart guy. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that's real <laughs> so good math. It, yeah, it, it makes for great headlines. Um, I would be very surprised if Chris were to go elsewhere. I think he 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 loves this team. He loves the coach, coaching staff, um, and when when you look around at what you know the other possibilities uh, it would have to be some sort of a a trade and the suns aren't looking to you know to trade chris paul so uh i think it's going to be a matter of he'll he will most likely you know opt out of his contract and look at somewhere between a two or three year contract extension and then it's a matter of you know can the two sides come to agreement on money but i think he feels like especially having gotten this close with this group why would you want to start all over again and hope that you have the same kind of chemistry that you do with this crew? Yeah, exactly. We're talking right now with Kevin Ray. He is the voice of the Phoenix Suns and Dallas Cowboys. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk some football. I'm so excited for the season. And uh, I got to let you know, Kevin, I am a Green Bay Packer fan, so it's been a rough off season for me, but also... And a rough show for me. Yeah, so uh, I want to get your Goodness. thoughts on Mike McCarthy year one. Obviously, you know, with the injuries, with Dak going down, it's really hard to judge, but what are your early thoughts on Mike McCarthy as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, you know, I guess the if, if I'm giving out grades, I'd have to just give it an incomplete. Yeah. Um, for, for a variety of reasons. I mean, clearly they, you know, they, they did not achieve what they went into the season hoping to, which is at the very least, you know, getting back into the playoffs and, you know, getting into the mix. Uh, but, but nobody, you know, nobody could have foreseen the pandemic. Uh, so you've got a, a whole new coaching staff, lots of new faces, zero hands-on coaching, um, you know, I, I, the, the, the biggest complaint and criticism that I would have had of Mike McCarthy in year one is the fact that you went and hired Mike Nolan. Uh, I was not a fan of that hire from day one. If for no other reason, because you're in a pandemic, the personnel that you had on that roster did not fit with a Mike Nolan scheme. So you were really asking a lot of guys to completely change everything and every way they had been coached and taught, you know, the last four or five years in a pandemic year when you can't do hands-on teaching. And so I, I thought that had just train wreck written all over it. And statistically that, you know, was, was bared out. Then you throw in the injuries. Um, and so that, that would be my chief criticism is, yeah. you know, the hiring of Mike Nolan. Uh, it just, just did not fit to me. But when you consider all the injuries on the offensive side of the football, and, and I was just in, in kind of slowly getting myself ramped up, transitioning from basketball to football, you know, they had eight of their top 11 players miss 75 games last year. Um, I think they had, what, five different starting quarterbacks, including Shane Falco, 
Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, little God. shout out for the Sugar Bowl for those movie buffs out there. But yeah, yeah it was just it, it was you know it was it was bad. Um, and when you have several different offensive line combinations behind or you know in front of all those replacement quarterbacks, you're you're going to have to really hope for some miracles, and, and those just never materialized. Yeah, my critique on Mike McCarthy. I mean, obviously he won a Super Bowl in Green Bay, so it's not like I can't stand the guy or anything, but he just refuses to run the football. Like, And then he leaves, and Aaron Jones leads the league in touchdowns. He never wanted to use Aaron Jones, and I just didn't understand why. So do you think, are you expecting a bounce-back season from Zeke this year? I really am, and, and boy, if you if you have watched or followed, you know any of the reports and stories, and seen any of the video, and you know, and I know everybody looks great on our the video workouts, but just in reading the stories, I mean, Zeke really went back to the lab and hired a different personal trainer and really working on his footwork. Uh, I mean, he was the first to admit that, you know, last season did not live up to his own standards, much less the standards that had been set for him around the league. But, you know, I think that that probably the last seven games of the season, he was playing pretty banged up, but only missed one game. So you, you throw that in again, behind all the, the different line combinations, um, and it just it was not a good season for Zeke. Um, but I, I really do look for him to have a bounce back season. And look, this to your point, it, it was one of the questions that I had coming into the season with Mike McCarthy is like, okay, are are we going to see you, you know, change your ways from those last four or five years, especially in, in Green Bay? Um, you've got a you've got a healthy Dak Prescott, you know. For all things considered, uh, your offensive line should be better just based on all of the game experience they got last year. If they can stay healthy, you've got a rejuvenated, uh, you know, Zeke Elliott. Um, you've got a great receiving core, so you've got all kinds of packages you can use. Um, but it, it it begins and ends to me with with Zeke because he helps set the table with that play action based on his running ability. We're joined now by the voice of the Suns and the Cowboys, our guy, Kevin Ray. He needs to be a regular. I don't know if, who we have to cut a check with for that, but I would love to have him one more often. Um, this one's going to sting a little bit, though. Well, maybe not. Uh, I grew up in the DMV area, so I'm a huge Washington football team fan. Covered all the teams in this area. And with the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ron Rivera as a coach uh, down here in the DMV, I think this team can be really good. However, when looking at these lines on BetMGM, the Dallas Cowboys are the favorite not only to win the division, but also um, nine and a half is their win total. Are you afraid or a little nervous about how the Dallas Cowboys kind of match up with this new revamped non-drama-filled Washington football team? Or are you still confident or are you confident at all that this Cowboys team will go ahead and return to the the leader of the NFC East? And do you think they'll win over nine and a half games? <laughs> Um, I, I'll start with the last question. I, I do think that they'll win, you know, nine, nine plus games. Uh, you know, it, it's going to take, I think, all of us for a while, a while to get used to that whole 17 game uh, equation, if you will. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I was I was a huge fan. Uh, I mean, yes, I do the Cowboys games, but um, I, I was a huge fan and thought it was for the first time in a long time, a great move by the Washington football team to hire Ron Rivera, have the yeah. utmost respect for, for that guy. Um, so to me, you know, if, if you're any other opponent in the division, the fact that Washington went out and did that, 
has to get your you know has to get your your antenna up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then the next question for me was, okay, are you going to hire this guy? But are you going to get out of his way? Because there's lots of people who make good hires, but then just screw it up by Absolutely. having too many cooks in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And uh, look, I, I think because in in the first year in a COVID year with Ron Rivera, uh, Washington showed that that they are going to be a handful. And look. I'm looking forward to maybe Dallas and Washington reigniting those great battles that they had back in the 80s and 90s uh, when the NFC East, you know, every year it was those two teams battling for it. So um, I I think they made a a great move in getting Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he's an Arizona bred and born guy and and, uh, just love the fight and grit in that guy. And I fully expect that it's going to be Washington and Dallas fighting for the division crown this year. Nice. I completely agree with you. Thanks so much for joining us, Kevin. We hope to have you on a couple times this season to talk some Cowboys football, and hopefully Mike McCarthy uh, gives Zeke the ball 20 times because I got him in a dynasty fantasy football league too. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let him know. I'll pass it along. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's Kevin Ray right there, voice of the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Cowboys. Great stuff right there. I know that's not the ending, obviously, that he was probably hoping for for the Suns, but you know, I, I think Chris Paul has got to go back to Phoenix, right? I don't you know. can't leave Monty Williams. I think that's the biggest thing is Monty Williams. I think so, too.